It's the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast with your host, Paula Price, taking on the issues, representing Jesus Christ, unapologetically truthful, taking on popular opinion, and now your host, Paula Price. All right. Well, hello, Rachel, and you're back. Yes, thank you for having me back, Dr. Price. And it's a wonderful time. We covered so well, actually, we didn't cover as much as we want to, but we opened up a lot of things. And so <laughs> Absolutely, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you had a chance to go back and visit it. What were some of your thoughts? Um, I think one of the biggest things that came from it is I didn't realize how much of a competition or contest spirit that that really that comparison brought out in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of looking back, thinking about all of the things and all of the situations and circumstances, even in those situations where I felt like, okay, this is a lot happening right now mm-hmm. and trying to feel like, well, I can be every man in this situation. Mm-hmm. And because, well, I don't want to drop the ball or whatever the case might be. Um, in any situation, you know, feeling like it's not just that I have to do it, but that other people are depending on me to Mm -hmm. do it. And so it was, it was just really eye opening to me of been able to kind of really do a lot of introspection and Mm -hmm. really think about it. And it even not giving God an opportunity to speak into those situations. Cause that was something that also stood out to me is, um, feeling like, well, because my father dismissed what I was feeling that God dismissed that. And so that really also helped Mm -hmm. to recognize that perhaps that's not actually how he wants to deal with me, Mm -hmm. but that um, I should take the moment to bring him into the situation. So, And bringing God into the situation um, is, is a hard thing for all people because we don't, you know, most of us find out how God is and who he is and that he loves us mm-hmm. pretty much down the road in our lives. Yeah. So you have a whole lifestyle or journey track that says if it's on me, you know, and mm-hmm. if it's not up to me and then people are looking to me and if it fails, mm-hmm. it falls on me and all of those kind of things. I want to talk to you about something that I call competitive panic or competition panic. Mm-hmm. because a lot of what you're talking about has the earmarks of panic, mm-hmm. you know? So let's talk about for a moment that, that sense when you are faced with a project or something is put upon you, whatever that might be, mm-hmm. let's talk about that inner girl. Let's talk about the Portland girl who's trying to show dad that she's got it together and she did all of this prep work to show it. She did all of the built whatever, and he just glosses over it and he just dismisses it. What happened? What did that little girl decide in her heart to do to to feel better in the moment and to never feel that way again? Oh, <laughs> um, I would say. I, when I was, I was, like I told you last time, I was very emotional when I was younger and I would just cry a lot. Mm-hmm. Like everything made me cry. <laughs> it didn't matter if my dad said, you know, well, 
that's okay. It's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Or whether he, I was getting in trouble for something. It just was like, my immediate response was to just cry. And I remember just always feeling like there was so much going on inside and nobody cared. Mm -hmm. And then to add to it, which I know we didn't talk about before, but I mentioned it, but to add to it, I had a sister mm -hmm. who was very antagonistic, who always wanted to argue, who always wanted to fight or always wanted to prove to me that she was the golden child and that I was kind of the black sheep of the family. Mm. So it just, I was just so overly emotional. I remember a lot of aggressive emotions, mm. pushing, slamming doors, um, all of that kind of stuff. So it was just, I it was overwhelmed with emotion a lot when my dad would kind of, no, it's all right. You'll be okay. And not really. Because you wanted your dad to be your hero. Yeah. You wanted him to be your comforter. I saw him that way. And you, yeah. And you mm -hmm. wanted him to be your approver. Mm -hmm. He, you needed him to celebrate you. Yeah. And he never did. He instead always seemed to castigate you or just dismiss you. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you what I've learned about in my years of doing this since 1985. Um, and I've had several churches. And what I've learned about little kids is that crying little kids are never stop crying because they never stop crying. Mm. So the soul is always looking. Your heart is always looking for an outlet for the tears that never stop. Mm. Mm. When you see a kid that's screaming all the time and screeching all the time, it has to do with that, but it also has to do with something that won't let up in their life. Mm. And when you have that, I won't let up that, you know, uh, won't let up in your life. You're, so you're always crying because you're always crying. Mm. You're just not always tearing. Well, so, mm. which is why as soon as somebody says anything that kind of bursts a, 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 a sorrow button or a sadness button mm -hmm. or a traumatized button, immediately the tears come because the soul heals through tears. Mm. And if we don't stop the tearing, the soul will just continue to breathe the crying. We just learn by our will and self-control not to let it out. Mm -hmm. And so, and then if you, when, as you get older and you hate being called the crybaby, you then become very aggressive. Mm -hmm. And so, so now I'm not crying, but I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm going to talk about you. I'm going to fuss with you. And then, so now you have two things. You have your sister on this side who's letting you know that you're nothing and your dad never rescuing you from your sister, mm. never affirming you with your sister and your father almost acting as if he agrees with her mm. about her negative perspective or perspective of you. So you're looking at your dad, like you don't care. You, you know, I don't matter. And so that, that sense of not mattering is a hard thing for us to live with. As children, we can't define it. We can't explain it. We can't even um, tell people what the, what the pain is. But I, all you know is that, but I don't matter. That means people treat you immaterially. You're immaterial to most of your world. That means you're always crying. There's always that disappointment, always that letdown, but also that, that, 
whole uh, self-abuse, where you uh, self-chastening is what I call it, where you begin to say, well, see, you shouldn't have said that. And if you hadn't said that, and then if you hadn't done this, see, you're, there you go again. And so it all becomes you because you love your dad. You don't want to put the burden on him. You don't want to change your view of him, even if he's not living up to it. Because as long as you don't change it, then he's not discredited and you still have your dad. Wow. But the big picture in your life is your father loved watching you you two wrestle. He loved that. Mm -hmm. I've met parents who, who fostered that, thinking they're doing good. I'm preparing you for the real world. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it, even to the, to this day, now it's more on an intellectual level. Now it's, well, your sister gave me this to read and you mm -hmm. gave me that to read. So mm -hmm. I'm reading both of them as if to compare or the, compare even where we are in life as we're both living very different lives. And so there's still at times that, that that comparison and competitive piece that you know i just i just chalked it up to you know well That's who he is. yeah just you know he's just telling me what's going on i'm like okay what do you want me to do with that you know but that's what you need to start saying the first thing you need to do is to retire the little girl mm. that's number one number two you need to define what an adult daughter is in general okay and then what an adult daughter is to him. Mm. Because right now you're still, he can still do that because you, as far as you're concerned, he's always done it. He's dad will let him do it. He continues to do it now for different reasons. Mm. And one of the reasons is that he has, he has true intellectual issues with how you've turned out and that you survived him. Mm. That's yeah. important. You survived him. And so now his, 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 the tactics may appear the same on the surface, but in the end, under the surface, he's now taunting you. Mm. So before he might have been teasing, but now he's really taunting you because you survived him and he knows you can handle him. He knows that you can, you, you, you have a life, you have a husband, you have a son, you you know, you have your own home, you have a career, you're doing everything a balanced father would appreciate, mm. but an insecure and inferior dad can't stand <laughs> because wow. you're still his seed and he can't stand himself. Mm. Wow. So when he sees all of the things that he wished could have happened or he wished he could have done. He now wants to punish it, or at the very least, he wants to taunt it. So what your, your thing, because we only have a few more minutes, your calling in this situation is, number one, retire that girl. Yeah. When you retire her, you have to retire all of the things that she's carrying, all of her tactics, all mm -hmm. of the traumas. You have to retire that person and expire all of the remedies and all of the solutions that you developed. Mm. to survive wow because soul survival is a big deal when you're a kid now when you do that you have to put something in its place called the adult rachel okay so who is the adult rachel mm. you love your father but you don't need a father you've got and, and that's probably one of the reasons why you and god can't talk because you're still acting as if he did it now here's the hard part and say this this is so important we always think God should have fixed it. Mm. 
And because God didn't fix it, he doesn't deserve your trust either. Mm. Wow. So I'm not going to, why bring it to you? You're not going to do anything. Why bring it to you? You're not going to help. So you have to come back as an adult daughter and, and now decide who you are as a woman. When I mentor the people coming up to me, the first thing I say is you need to draft you. We need a draft version, a sketch version of who you are as a woman. Mm-hmm. And if when that is the case, do you really need to have to accept what he requires you to read? Dad, mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. I played this game with you for longer. Or sitting down and saying, this is how you made me feel. This is what I did. And I'm, I just, I'm, I'm not asking you for, I'm not telling you for guilt reasons. I'm saying I'm ending it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're both going to come to terms with the fact that our relationship, as it was bred over the years, is gone. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working on me to become the adult woman that I need to be for myself, my husband, my family, my friends, my career, you can go on. Right. But I need you to know that whether you change or not, that is gone and you will never get the same reactions from me again. Mm. Yeah. I will love you as my father. I will honor you because that is the word of the Lord. Right. But I need you to understand I will no longer let you infect me, mm. not just affect me, infect me. Wow. When you get to the point that you can say those things uh, and you mean them because you are replacing all that you just retired and expired with whom you want to be. Now, how do you do that, Dr. Price? I don't want to know. You know by all of the dreams you had and all of the things you wished you could have said and wished you could have done and wished you could have been, list them. Mm. Pull out your soul. Listen, remember, we were training the soul. Your soul restoration journal and you list it so when when you say well as an adult person and you realize that you behaved like you did before just write how you did and now what you'll do okay i was this i'm now that i used to and now i do you decide all of that Mm -hmm. and you do it on paper okay because once you do it on paper you can now attach vision behaviors hopes aspirations and how about this accomplishment to them. Mm -hmm. So the next time he says, I gave this to your sister and I gave this to you and I want to see how both of you handle it. You can say very, 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 very respectfully. I'm not going to play this game. I am not my sister's shadow. She is not my rival. I'm not doing this any Mm -hmm. longer. I'm not doing this because that's what we did as kid. And you can use God's word. When I was a child, Mm -hmm. I spoke as a child. Yeah. I behaved as a child, I understood as a child. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult and I'm putting all of that away. And that even means my susceptibility to your inferiority triggers. Mm. I'm not doing that any longer. My God. That's your chip. Because right now, everything he's doing is with your permission. Mm. Okay. And, and, and your permission is granting him the authority because he conditioned you to think he and his behavior defines who you are and you still have to pr- treat him as if you're in some sort of athletic game mm-hmm. where you can let him know you can win. You've already won. You've won. Amen. So why put yourself through that? Yeah. It's very difficult for people to realize that their families may not grow, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't grow past them. Mm. Yeah. Hey, we had a good time. Yes, thank you. And, and I, I had a blessing. So you, did you feel it was worthwhile? Oh, absolutely. That helps me a lot. Helps me to be able to 
as you said, retrain my soul. Exactly. So, and that's you your so takeaway. Yes. And I want you to understand, he can only do this with your permission. Mm-hmm. And your permission is based on a lifetime of conditioning. Mm-hmm. You can undo. Yeah. Hey? We had a good time. Yes. And if you have anything that you'd like to share, post it. We'd love to see it. We'd love to hear some of your points of view and how you were, how it affected you in terms of hearing this and looking at Rachel, get her milestones and, and get some tools and tips to train her soul. So we'll see you next time on the next Soul Friday. And until then, God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit drpaulaaprice.com for resources and training materials for how to think differently and live powerfully. Follow Dr. Price on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Dr. Paula Price. See you next time.